Back here at uh, Heat of Waves, we're talking hockey. Gotta talk hockey. I know the uh, Stanley Cup's over with, but there's always news. There's always well sports to be talked about. The uh, what I'm touching on tonight are some of the uh, available free agents and uh, a couple of the top draft picks that were made. The draft of ha- just happened a couple of days ago. So <clears throat> the first name I'd like to talk about is one that's being talked about quite a bit throughout the league is John Tavares. He is, uh, well, he was the first overall pick back in 2009 by the Islanders. Um, he's been with them ever since. He's played 669 games for them. 272 goals, 394, uh, 349 assists for 621 points. So he's pretty much a point per game center. He's a elite center. Uh, everybody's wanting him. Uh, he doesn't have to necessarily go anywhere. Uh, he's had three different 80 plus point seasons. His first uh, was uh, in 2011, 2012. He had 31 goals, 50 assists. Uh, he then uh, had. In 14-15, he had 38 goals, 48 assists. In 17-18, 37 goals, 30, uh, 47 assists. So he's he's putting the puck in the net and also hooking up with other other players as well. So I mean, he's doing his job. All right, he dishes the puck well. Um, 51.3 percent career faceoff win. Uh, so I mean, he's doing 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 his job there as well. Um, so. The, the running for him is between the Islanders, uh, the Stars, the Lightning, Bruins, Sharks, and the Maple Leafs. Um, there's a lot of teams that are kind of, he, he's kind of just going around from team to team and talking about it. And he's just sitting back and listening and saying, all right, what do you give me? Right, what you got? And, uh, could you imagine him going to the Lightning? Could you imagine him going to Dallas? I mean, Fuck that. Could you imagine him going to the Sharks? Fuck that. Now, yeah, that would suck. Like, we're 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 in Dallas, they would probably um, ship savings. And that would lessen the blow, but no game. But as long as he's out of the century. Well, what I was going to say is, are you, are you guys talking about with everybody that's on the, their squad already? Then adding him? He's a free agent, so yeah. I mean, not giving up anybody. They don't have to necessarily. No. Gotcha. They, I mean, they can... I guess he can still be traded. So he's still trained. under contract, I guess, technically, until the no. first. Well, what happens is because he is with the Islanders, he has until, I think, July 1st, and he gets an extra deal with the Islanders, so it'd be an eight-year max. Right. Instead of a seven-year max deal. Well, so that's the in true Jimmy problem. fashion, that's literally the next thing I was going to talk about. Every <laughs> <laughs> time, J-Bo so, gets you. Uh, I was going to say, well... We'll start, we'll, we'll meander around that a little bit. Uh, after it's all said and done, everybody's pretty much like, if everybody offers him $11 million a year between taxes and like everything, when it's all said and done, we're talking about what Tavares is gonna take home to his kids and wife. If he plays for the Islanders, it'll be 5.2 million. Plays for the Stars, 5.9. Lightning, 5.9. Bruins, 5.7. Sharks, 4.8. And Maple Leafs, 4.5. Fuck you, guys. So tax over fifty percent. Right. That's close. It's a whole different bracket. And plus, I was reading a different thing about them. It's called a jock tax. They get another tax on top of it for being a professional athlete. I mean, basically, yeah. That's fucked. Also, you have to factor in that you guys know this with sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, you name it. Whenever they play somewhere. 
a different state, they have to pay those state taxes when they claim that. Yeah, that was part of that jock tax as well. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's just bullshit. Like, imagine playing baseball. They'll play how many times at that place. I don't know. That's a lot of taxes anyway. Right? Talking about confusing W-2s and they're like, I mean, I guess it's one W-2, but different forms that are from different states. Yeah, that's true. It's just fuck. You just pay somebody. Well, that's true, right. but sucks to be that guy. Right. And he's making his money. He, he's working for his. Yeah. Um, so after that, I was going to say the Islanders do have a slight advantage due to already holding his contract. They can offer him eight years as opposed to the seven that the rest of them can offer. Thanks, fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, you flip me off all you want, baby. I love you. Can't wait till you're back home for a little bit. We can punch you. We can do one of these live with the four of us. It'll be fun. Yeah. A little side thing that Jimmy probably knows, but I don't know if maybe Wheezy knows or not, or not but... Uh, in the NHL, the max value of the contract can only be 20%, meaning this year, uh, $79.5 million is what the cap is. So the most that they can offer any player is 20% of that, which is $15.9 million. So no player in the NHL can be offered more than $15.9 million. Which is totally different than every other sport. Right. So they actually make it to where you can't. Over, overpay, and like, yeah, if you over guarantee, so yeah, like the whole deal with like, I guess with like Panarin or maybe with Tavares or whatever, the Blues have got like seventeen and a half million dollars to spend this year, but maybe that's why they haven't been able to just overspend and been able to like do that. I mean, I wouldn't want to spend that much money on Tavares anyways, but there's there's a few other holes that they need to plug as well, in my opinion, but. Um, <laughs> Out of context. Hey, you know. Goaltender is number one. But uh, anyways, uh, a couple of other guys that are available. I've got five different guys here. Um, James Van Riemsdyk. He's a left winger. Uh, 29 years old. His cap hit's going to be $4.25 million. He's played 609 games. He's got 201 goals, 192 assists for 393 points. Uh, I mean, he's a good all-around player. Uh, we got... Paul Stasny, or as some of you fellow Blues fans know him as, Pauly Walnuts. Uh, he's a center. He's 32 years old. His cap hits seven million. I think he's actually asking eight or nine. Um, that was kind of. There was some talk about him saying that uh, going to Winnipeg was. He said that going to Winnipeg was the best move he had ever made. And it's not saying necessarily that he like hated St. Louis or whatever. That's just saying that like. They went farther than St. Louis did at the at, I think like a contract year for him and he capitalized on his like what what people will be offering him on his next contract. So uh yeah, I mean it probably was the best move he could have ever made. So yeah, good way to go, Paulie Walnuts. Uh hope you get paid, but I honestly don't know if I wanna see the blues pay you that. Uh he's going back to Winnipeg or maybe Colorado. Yeah, I heard Colorado talk a lot, but like like I said, I, I like the guy. I hope he I hope he gets it. I just hope it doesn't come from St. Louis. Uh, Mike Green, a 32 year old defenseman, six million dollar cap hit, uh, almost 800 games, 787. Uh, he's played. Uh, got 142 goals, 322 assists for 464 points. Uh, good all around defenseman. I'm sure he'll get nabbed up by somebody. This guy is also a former Blue, uh, Mr. David Perron. Uh, he'll be available as well he's uh coming at 3.75 million he's a 30 year old left winger played 722 games 175 points 269 goals uh 444 for points 
So he's not necessarily like one of the elites, but he is he's still a. He plays pretty well. He plays he's well. A top he he he's a top six uh, forward usually, depending on the Four line four. Uh, uh, he plays well. He plays with a lot of grit for his size. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really mind seeing him back on the Blues team, but that's I don't know if he will either. So it doesn't really matter to me. Which what, yeah. Because he's fine in the regular season, but he just goes to the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he tends to not exist anymore. He's got like six career goals in like forty-five games or something. Yeah, that doesn't cut it. Doesn't cut the cheese. Don't cut the mustard. So the next guy I'm going to talk about is not going to wow you on his goals or assists, but in my opinion, his net front net front presence is something that is highly sought after in today's day and age in the game. There's few guys that are willing to get in front of the net and try to tip pucks and agitate the goalie and stuff like that. A lot of guys are wanting to uh, be finesse players and dangle and be snipers and stuff like that. Patrick Maroon, uh, left winger, 30, 30 year old. Uh, he's the thing about him. He's six foot three, 225 pounds. He's big frame. He's going to get in front of the goalie and screen the goalie. He's going to get in there and get gritty. He doesn't have the numbers to really prove it, but he's kind of just coming into his own, in my opinion. So he's played 300. What? What? And he's from St. Louis, so I enjoy that as well. And I guess you all can tell I'm a little bit biased with some of this stuff. (laughs) No. But uh, Blues fans here. Yep. What can you do? There's plenty of other players. Maybe... uh, I'd like to see him too. I saw, yeah, I saw that as well. I, uh, I, I hope, I hope to see him land on the squad as well. Three hundred and seventy-five games. He's only got seventy-eight goals and a hundred assists for one hundred and seventy-eight points, but still, that's one hundred and seventy-eight more than most of the United United States and the world has. So, I mean, what, whatever you want to think about that. But uh, the last guy that I want to talk about uh, is once again a blue player, uh, Carter Hutton. He's he's gonna be he's I read yesterday that he had eight different teams sending him offers. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. He he's gonna try his hand at uh, from what I from what I've read he's gonna try his hand at try uh, getting to be a starting goalie somewhere. So <clears throat> he's gone. But, um, no, he he's gone. Uh, that's okay though. He's gonna do his thing and hopefully he'll make a lot of money. There was a lot of talk that uh, saying that the Blackhawks were interested in him because he played in their farm system, I believe, coming up. But uh, if that happens, then I hope we just fucking rain on him. Which one is coming about them? Blackhawks just yeah. they fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah shithawks. Yeah. yeah, fuck the Bears. <laughs> fuck them all. Um. So yeah, but uh, he uh, is a 32-year-old goaltender. His price tag or his cap hits 1.125 million. Last year, he played in 32 games as a backup for the Blues. He got 17 wins, 7 losses. His goals against average led the NHL at 2.09, and his save percentage also led the NHL at 931. So I really don't see him having really any problems. Yeah, that's, that's playing over 20 games as well. Some of these guys only play a game or two and had good games or whatever, but uh, that's actually... Playing some teams, putting in the work. Uh, better than Flurry? You mean Allen? Oh, oh no, yeah, he, he was. I'm, he was better than everybody. 
as far as uh, save percentage and goals uh-huh. against. So, yeah, regular season, he mm-hmm. was the leader in both of those categories at the end of the year. So, look it up yourself on NHL.com. <laughs> uh, next thing I want to talk about is uh, some of the top draft picks that were made this year in the NHL. Uh, the first guy was uh, Buffalo, picked up Rasmus Dahlin. He's a six foot two, one hundred and eighty one pound defenseman. He's NHL ready. He's gonna come in and play on the second line for Buffalo. Nice dance, Jimmy. Um, he's a Buffalo though. Hey, I love that McJesus thing. Got nobody. McJesus doesn't play for Buffalo. They got Jack Eichel. Oh, oh. I mean, he's a scrub. Jack (laughs) Eichel is not a scrub. Bro, bro. Do some I would, research. I would take like Jesus and fucking Matthews over him all day. You're telling me you wouldn't want a 21 year old, six foot two, 206 pound center that has 177 points in 209 games in his career? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I mean, it's not bad. I'm just saying. He won the Hobie Baker as a freshman. He was a second round, second pit overall pick in 2015. He's gonna be a gangster. He just plays with nobody around him. The only person that played there was Evander Kane, and he left. Bye bye. So I mean, by all, yes. by no means is Mister Eiffel a scrub. Even you, Easy J. Bell says. <laughs> See, it's easy to say when you're fucking three thousand miles away. Pussy, pussy. Um, anyway, uh, Rossman Stalin is a uh, left-handed shot. He's got really, really, really sick mitts. The guy can weave in and out of people. He can make people look silly. He can go in between their legs. It doesn't matter. Uh, he was hands down the best player available. <clears throat> um, Rossman Stalin. Uh, they said about him that uh, what well, one of the guys that was drafting said, or I'm sorry, one of the guys in his hometown said that uh, he was like a mosquito. Seth and I were talking about this on the last podcast that I didn't record. Yeah. Um, said that uh, whenever you try to fly, uh, swat a mosquito out of the sky, said that they always they see it in slow motion and they can always see it and get out of the way and move. And that's they said that's how he sees the game is in slow motion. Breaks it down a lot easier than everyone else and can. Dip, dive, dodge, dodge, dodge. Five bees of Um The next person is uh, Andre Svechnikov. Nice, I think I nailed it. Svechnikov, yeah. No way. Six foot two, one hundred ninety-two pounds. He's a right winger. Uh, he said he's an all-around ready right winger. Uh, Craig Button said uh, he's got a blend of skill, sense, power, and drive that reminds him of the style of Marion Hossa. Uh, he played for the Barry Colts in the OHL last year. In 44 games, he had 72 points. In 44 games. Damn. He had 40 goals and 32 assists. Dude is a gangster. Uh, <clears throat> Brady Kachuk. Uh, if you're anywhere of a Blues fan, you know the Kachuk name. He went number four overall. He's a six foot three, 196-pound left winger. Sung a big Walt Kachuk and arguably the best ever with that name on their back. I guess only time will tell, but both, they said that during the draft, they had uh, both brothers side by side, and uh, Panger asked him, he said, uh, who wins around the house whenever there's no cameras on, and Brady piped up real quick, and he said, well, 
Matthew knows the answer to that, so he can take this one if he wants. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's obvious who who is the dominant one of those two. I, I mean, you're not just gonna throw that out there. And Matthew didn't say a fucking word, so it's it's pretty obvious. And Walt just kind of sat back there and chuckled. You know, he was enjoying that shit, seeing both of his boys just having some good banter with the NHL analysts and such. But uh, so he's got big shoes to fill, though. I mean, Matthew is a good player. He came up and stepped right in in Ottawa, and he's he's. I'm sorry, uh, the Flames. Yeah, I'm Not sorry. Me. Redo that. Uh, that's what Ottawa is where uh, uh, Brady went. Uh, anyways, Matthew has done big things for the Flames. He came up and just stepped right in the lineup, and he doesn't put up with any shit. Plays a lot of grit. He's uh, a pest. He kind of is a pest, but he doesn't put up with shit either. Like you, you, if you come come at him, he's very willing to drop him and go. He doesn't really give a shit. His dad said that he has the mind of a psycho. He's like, he's, he said he's a controlled psycho. He said if you piss him off, he goes crazy, but he does it at the opportune time. He's not going to get himself in the club in trouble over it. The very last guy that I want to touch on real quick, uh, he went number six overall. His name is Philip Zadina. Uh, he's six foot even, six foot zero inches, 195 pound right winger. Uh, he, he, he was, he, he's cocky as fuck, and I love it. <laughs> Um, he said, cocky, cocky. He, he, uh, cocky. He, he was uh, quoted in saying, I bring the goals. <laughs> um, and then, so, okay. In, uh, in uh, 57 games playing in Halifax last year, he put up 82 points God, in 57 games. So he does How bring the goals, goals? 44, okay. 44 goals, 38 assists. So he does bring the goals. He also, Quote, he, uh, he told Montreal face-to-face, if they pass on him, he will fill their net with goals. <laughs> and then, I will fill your net with goals. And then later added to Ottawa and Montreal that they will pay for passing on him. He was so fun. So this kid, and, and look him up. Why, there was a video of him going through pros, prospect camp uh, just today or yesterday that was put up. Philip F I L I P Zadina Z A D I N A. Look at him doing some drills. The motherfucker has got some mitts, and he is just burying goals left and right. So I'm pretty sure he knew what he was talking about whenever he said uh, he brings the goals. So, anyways, that that wraps up mine. Uh, I know I didn't really uh, allow any cross talking there. So, if anybody's got any questions, please throw them at me. Uh, I'm an open book. Anybody? I'd like to know about the blues pick. Dominic Bach. From what I read, it said that they've been looking at him for quite a long time. Uh, so evidently, them trading down to get him was not just a like a spur of the moment deal. It said that they had been wanting him for quite a while. It said that he's actually playing quite well. Uh, the people to watch right now and this year uh, for the Blues camp are apparently Clint Costin, uh, Jordan Cairo, and uh, the, the main guy that everybody is talking about that actually didn't play was Robert Thomas. They say that Robert Thomas is actually the only one that is probably going to have a spot on the roster for opening night. Um, so, I saw Pennsylvania's the number three center already. Yeah. 
So Robert Thomas ain't fucking around. He's ready to play some hockey. Jordan Cairo was quoted this year in saying that he was going to play with a whole different mentality because he had the expectations of trying to make the team this year instead of just playing to go over to the O. So he's actually going to put forth a lot more effort as well. Um, I would still like to see the Blues make a trade, maybe two trades. They've got a lot of baggage that they could do without, i.e. Saboka, Berglund possibly. Little Beaster. Nobody's going to take a 35-year-old broken hip defenseman. It's not, I mean, he's going to be here for another year either way. Fuck that. I know it sucks, but put him on the third line, make him eat minutes, and like teach the younger kids. He's going to be around, but whatever. I think Allen's got to go. I mean, the, the Allen has moments where he's the best fucking goaltender in the league, and I know I'm going to hear some scrutiny for that, but I really don't care. He does have moments where he is absolutely brilliant, and then he has other moments where he is... Oh, shit. He, doesn't, he has more of those. He doesn't know what's going on. It's happened two times in the last two years. Absolutely. I would have. I would like to see them at least explore some other options. I would like to see them bring up that Billy Huso. Uh, they say that Evan, Evan Fitzpatrick is on the cusp of being ready to come up as well, I believe. Um, so we'll, I would like to see what, what one of them do, keep it maybe in the system, see if we can't bring up somebody and see what they can do instead of dumping that money where we couldn't be spending it on a forward or somebody to fill in a spot on defense if they trade Pareko for somebody or something like that. There's a lot of talk of that going on. So, I mean, who really knows? But, Pareko's on the block? I was hearing Pareko for Dreisaitl and stuff like that for a little bit, but uh, they've been saying Pareko plus a couple of, of picks and Fabry or something like that for some other people, but I don't think that's necessarily the truth. Um, I think that's just people spinning off of the original uh, uh, additional Pareko Dreisaitl or Pareko Ryan and Hopkins or something like that because the Oilers need a right-handed defenseman. and. Uh, a lot of people in the Blues, organi- I don't know about the organization, but a lot of the fans are kind of frustrated with Pareko. That dude didn't even shoot 4% last year. He, shoot, he shot <laughs> he like down here. He hasn't shot over 5% in his career. All I gotta say to that is this is a long game, man. Look, they already traded away TJ Oshie and look at him. I think they've been done off of him a one year of a third line. Granted, they did get to the conference finals, but still. They wouldn't get a third liner for Pareko. Man, I just. Uh, you know they wouldn't. Like, too much potential. He's too. Right hand defensemen don't just like grow on trees, you know. You hang on to it. Those are valuable assets. That's what made Chattanooga such a valuable asset when they traded him. I get it. I, I do get it, and I know that he is ideal for. He's six foot six, two hundred and thirty pounds, six foot five, whatever. Like he has a hundred and five mile an hour shot. Like I understand. I understand the pros of him, but he's a six six, two hundred and thirty five pound guy that plays like a five foot nine, hundred and ninety pound guy at best. You know, like he doesn't. He, he throws his weight around one or two times, if that, like, per game. Other than that, the dude doesn't doesn't take liberty on anybody. I've seen him get hit more than he hits people. Like, he, 
the times that he does shoot, he doesn't even hit the fucking net. Like, I'm ready. This next year is going to be his fourth year in the season. Or in, in the how, NHL. How old is he? He's 25. Yeah, see, there you go. Hey, what do you mean, there you go? That means you got 10 years of, I don't know, potential next pronger. Just let him have a chance to grow up. Yeah, I, I hear that. I see that. It's just tough whenever last year or whatever they got as close as they did and then this year they didn't even fucking make the playoffs. I want to see them make moves in order to get back to where they were the year before. They need some they need some veterans that are going to put up or shut up. Like If they could trade him for Dreisaitl, I would be okay with that. I wouldn't accept anything less than that. I'm not saying they should just fucking give him away. But if they can get a 22-year-old, 70-point-a-year center, I'm okay with that. I'm not convinced Dreisaitl is not a product of McDavid, though. Take him off McDavid's line, and what has he really done? Not much. He was going to Oilers. Definitely not pointing games, though. That's uh, that's what he plays for now. I mean, I like him, too, but I like, I mean, break him, man. You don't just give those guys away. I'm not sure. Well, that's that's the whole thing. Like, gave him a big contract last year. I get that, but you literally, I literally, I rewind it less than five minutes. I just said that I would not give the guy away. I'm saying if we were to get a top person for him, I would be okay with that. Other than that, I don't want to do it. I do understand what his uh, worth is, but other than that. Like, if we can get somebody that's elite for him, then I'm cool with that. But other than that, I don't want to do it. We can Panarin for him straight up, and then we've got a deal. But not for Dryside, I don't think. I would, be okay. I would be okay with Panarin, too. With the thought you could resign him, and him and Derek Zinko could be both. But he's a top line, just put pucks and nets for years to come. How, how are Connor McDavid and Leon Dryside line mates when they're both centers? Every center can play a wing. How often? Why would they listen to the center? You're saying he wouldn't be a good center with fucking Vladdy on his side? I don't know. Who knows? It's all just a pipe dream, really, until it's all said and done. Like I said, I'd be totally okay with keeping him, but if the price is right, I would take it. I'm not saying that he is an untouchable.